and we're back for episode nine of Across the Middle. Bob, another night sesh. Is this going to be an ongoing thing for us? Probably. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, less stressful. I'm not the <laughs> primary caregiver trying to squeeze in a pod during a nap. Hoping the nap goes well. <laughs> I know. And now your job's just not to wake up the family. Yeah. And Steve, thank you again for joining us. Have you been drinking any margaritas today? Oh, we did. We we're, it's been a dry Sunday here in the McGinley House. Wow, on Masters Day. Yeah, there's good, good good Masters. Uh, shout out to I think it was Craig who won our pool, and you who yeah. didn't you finish top five? I finished third, I believe. That's impressive for yeah, someone who watches zero golf. Yeah, I I I hate how it's winner take all. It's so dumb. There oh, I, be, love, uh, I love that. It's stupid. Anyways, I want my money back. I finished third. I deserve <laughs> something. <laughs> All right. Let's let's actually talk football here. Uh, we are going over the AFC West. And from worst to first, I believe, we're going to start with the Denver Broncos. Um, Bob, what's our burning question for the Broncos? The burning question for the Denver Broncos is, was John Elway stint as the Broncos general manager a success? Um, and to put it in reference, that was he got hired in 2011 and Peyton Manning signed uh, 2012. So kind of let you kind of imagine how long that was in the years that he, were, he was there. Wow. Steve, you go first. I absolutely think it was. Um... They went to two Super Bowls. They won one. When he first got there, his first uh, draft pick was Von Miller, and I think that kind of started like a good run on them getting a good defense. And then he signed Peyton Manning. They had Wes Welker. Um, Demarius Thomas was already there, but he was a rookie. And I think his first year he drafted him. But they just became instantly contenders for at least – until Peyton Manning left. So they had probably four or five years of a solid team. They did get blown out in the Super Bowl. And then Elway went out and addressed the defense immediately. And then, you know, then the, when they went back to the Super Bowl, they strictly won it off defense alone. So mm-hmm. I think as a fan, I mean, you had a great time with Peyton Manning. He broke the NFL passing record. Um, you had characters like Julius Thomas that were completely worthless elsewhere, but he was fun there. I can't – Eric Decker – I mean, it was a fun team to watch. I mean, I felt like every game of theirs was the 4 o'clock game every week. And you go to two Super Bowls, you win one. I mean, I really don't think – I mean, as a Dallas fan, and I'm sure as a lot of other people would love to have that, you know, six, seven-year stint that they had. Totally. I, uh, I agree with you, Steve. Um, I think it's – I agree with you mostly because they got Peyton Manning because of it, I, I believe. Um, I don't think if John Elway was the GM, they get Peyton Manning and they likely wouldn't have made it to two Super Bowls. And anytime makes two Super Bowls in a decade, that's damn good. Um, so I think it was an absolute success. And I think something I do want to discuss too is, is how cool it is when um, your franchise player like John Elway was retires and then comes back later as a part of the organization, as a GM or a coach or whatever it may be. And we see it more and more, but I, I think it's something really, really cool. And uh, 
hopefully Brady will do that one day with the Pats. But Bob, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Has to be considered a success, even though I don't know if he gets a lot of the credit for it. Um, he was there. He orchestrated it. I mean, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's role was kind of crucial. Without him, I don't think we say that it was a success. But I, I do think Elway has a has a knack for getting out at the right time. You know, as a player, he retired right after a Super Bowl. And I think if he would have kept going as a GM, trying to find that next quarterback and continued to whiff, I think we may, you know, see his stint as a GM differently. Yeah. It is It is crazy they won their Super Bowl when Peyton Manning was at his worst, though, during that stint. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. defense carried him that year, or at least through the playoffs. So it's kind of neat that they the first year they well just the, the first year they in 2012 they had that amazing offense and I think they I don't know if that was the year they lost to uh, Seattle or they lost to Baltimore in the AFC Championship but it's funny within like five years they went from like the most dominant offense to the most dominant defense where the offense at first was carrying the defense and then when they did win the Super Bowl the defense was clearly carrying the offense all within like five years I think that's pretty impressive. I agree. I let's uh let's talk about the current team now. I think that's enough. Really quick though, um, <laughs> Bob, you said that he um he he was one of the most important uh parts of the the franchise over the last decade. Uh, who was the most important part? Was it Adam Gase? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> if you if you're handing out credit and saying <laughs> who deserves you know the largest piece of the pie. Adam Gase might be the first one, you know, showing up, getting his piece of the pie. He's the birthday boy getting the first a, slice. If it's a square cake, for whatever reason, it would be a square cake. He uh, he at least gets a corner piece. <laughs> <laughs> Give the guy a corner piece, with, would you? With the logo, with the logo of frosting, of course. <laughs> Remember when we were little, we'd always want the one with the letters. <laughs> I want the oh, one. Oh, you don't want that it. anymore. You're going to sit there and tell me you don't still think, oh, how about that? This is a this is a good piece of cake. This one's got my face on it. Yeah. Or whatever. Look, I'm eating Bob's face. <laughs> oh, how many times have you said that on a Sunday night? <laughs> and it won't be the last. <laughs> um, so the Broncos, let's go over the last two years really quickly to get us back on track. Um, on offense, they were horrid. 26th in 2019, 30th in 2020, but their defense has been consistently above average, finishing 13th both years. In 2019, they were 7 and 9, and 2020, they were 5 and 11. So making steps to be a little bit worse, uh, which I think is, is the, the major question of the offseason um, and could have been duped as a, a burning question what is this team going to do at quarterback this this draft? Um, Steve, do you think they trade up or sit still? I think they sit still. I think wow. the, the top I, four quarterbacks are basically locked to where they're going to go. I think the only person at this point that might move is Atlanta, and I think because Atlanta knows that they have that last top four spot that they might be asking way too much and also be perfectly content now with taking a quarterback with all the trades already happening. I feel like if Denver was sold hundred percent, we've already would have heard from them. 
Hey, who, who you say the f- top four quarterbacks are already locked up. I, I know the top three, they're going to go one, two, and three. Who do you have the fourth team like that is for sure taking a quarterback? I think, I think Atlanta does. They take, okay. uh, I think they're trying to sell the pick right now, but I think because they know where they stand and all the other spots are basically spoken for, I think they're probably asking way too much right now. Now draft day, they might bring that, you know, asking price down, especially after they see who the jets take, but which I think we all know it's going to be Wilson. But if they like say they go field and someone's like, Oh my God, this is, you know, this is what we wanted. This is what we anticipated. They might bring the asking price down, but I don't know. I, I it's just going to depend. No, that's. I was just curious. You said the top four quarterbacks were locked up, and I, I'm kind of on the fence on what I think Atlanta should do. Um, so I was just wanted to get your opinion on that. What but do you think they should do? Me? Yeah. I, I, I mean, Drew Locke, he uh, wasn't exactly great for them. I know he's still young and he's got all the tools. Um, seems like a bright enough kid. <laughs> But he, yeah, he ranked as the thirty third best quarterback <laughs> last year, and uh, you get that Where again. Where are you getting your year. information that he's a bright kid? Um, no, I've, I, I don't want to say anything. You know, we'll keep that off the record. <laughs> we can talk after. Um, but no, yeah, if if you get the same quarterback you got last year, this upcoming year, uh, I think the season's pretty much at best. You're going to be looking at, you know, a, well what seven and nine seven and ten i guess because of the extra game seven and ten yeah i mean yeah they finished five and eleven seven and nine uh this team is destined for six and eleven if they don't do anything in the draft in my opinion i um, i don't know i i feel like you're for them to move up they are gonna have to give up quite a bit and i i don't know they it's not like the roster is perfect, but they have a decent roster. They'd they actually have one old... of those teams that could afford to give up some picks to if you got the right guy under center. But like Steve was saying, at best, they're probably going to get the fourth best quarterback. And how much do you really want to give up for the fourth swing at the bat there? Well, here's my opinion for the Broncos. I would say absolutely do it if the 49ers are stupid enough to take Mac Jones and if Justin uh, Fields comes to the fourth pick, I think they absolutely trade up with Atlanta to get, to get him. I think that's an opportunity for them to make a huge upgrade at quarterback. And I would rather have Justin Fields over Trey Lance. And I think you, you're able to get it if you trade up to four and I'd give up same thing that uh, San Francisco gave up. I'd do it for Fields. Um, hypothetically they don't trade up um, quarterbacks go one two and three who who takes the other two quarterbacks ahead of them in your mind like could they sit still and have the fifth one fall to them no no I think Atlanta would take it and then I think either Detroit or Carolina okay I I think you're probably right though I I have question marks about Atlanta and whether or not they're just going to ride with Matt Ryan for a while. Do you think, I, I will say with Denver, they're very appealing for a quarterback with uh, Sutton and uh, was it Judy at receiver they got? Yeah. Yeah. And KJ Hamler. Uh, I like, yeah, I like, they, uh, like fan it, it, at tight end. 
Yeah, it's a real cool roster to bring in a quarterback, a rookie for. But if I think Trey Lance could fall to Denver, I mean, it's possible. Like I said, it just depends what happens between that four and uh, eight range. But could you see Denver maybe on day two with still being there in that ninth pick, take maybe like a Kyle Trask or like a Kellen Mod? And just, just, you know, see a second-round pick for the year and see if they can, you know, strike gold with it. Just like they did with Drew Locke. It's a, it's a gamble every time you take somebody at any point in the draft. Even at first overall, it's still a gamble. So, I mean, sure, if you, if, if you don't get one of the top fives, don't force it at pick nine. Wait till later and take a gamble later in the draft, but – it feels yeah. like you're just treading water and you're waiting for next year. If you do that, even though, yes, that guy could be a hit, you know, he, he could be. A if he's not, though, you're not, if, he, if he's not, you're not giving up your first round next year. And more than that, yeah, you can at least like, uh, you're, you're going to need a quarterback on the roster. Anyway, you take a, a, one in the second or even the third round. And then next year, if you, you're terrible again, you're back drafting in the top 10, which I think this team probably will be anyway. Possibly. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, how come Vic Fangio isn't more in the hot seat? He's been the head coach since 2019. Are, are people just blaming Drew Locke? Or is this, or is he actually on the hot seat? Uh, I think his defense is always pretty good. He's a defensive head coach. Um, and it, it's... It's hard to win when you don't have a quarterback, and I don't think he's had a quarterback for much of his tenure. So I think that organization's pretty patient, and they kind of understand he hasn't had a quarterback to work with. So, mm-hmm. and his side of the ball has been good. Yeah, thirteenth in the last two seasons is pretty yeah. good. His best player, Von Miller, last year really didn't play at all. So. Mm-hmm. They lost Sutton too early. I think he like got hurt on his first catch of the year. It was early, yeah. Yeah. Um, this team also has a ton of cap space. They're third in the NFL with $29.5 million left. Um, Bob, talk about the additions they brought in. Um, they brought in uh, the Bears cornerback, Kyle Fuller, I think is the biggie. And then they, they took maybe a sleeper corner. Uh, uh, Ronald Darby, love him. Um, who actually graded out better than Kyle Fuller did last year. Um, then they also got uh, Miles Boone, who is on the list here, but I don't even know who that is. So it's tell my, me. my my apologies. <laughs> like, uh, a little a little classic typo here. Okay. You don't know. You oh, Miles Boone. You don't know Mike Boone's brother. <laughs> Okay, but who's Mike Boone? (laughs) He was a running back from Minnesota. (laughs) Uh, No, I think I think the the corners are the biggie because they they lost uh, a corner in free agency who I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, Um, they they also are losing Philip Lindsay, which is sad for me. I really like it when the undrafted running back um, stays in the city that he played college. And uh, I would, I would be sad if I were him to leave. And I think the fans are probably a little sad and they, they brought in Melvin Gordon last year, who I think was pretty decent. I mean, he wasn't worth $9 million to pay him, but he was serviceable to say the least. 
I think I, I think their their biggest uh, win so far of the offseason was re-signing their two safeties, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. Uh, that was really important for them to, if they want to keep a strong defense, to bring those two guys back, uh, which helps a ton. I think Justin Simmons played every – he was like the only player in the league to play like every defensive snap for his team. That's insane. Like he never came off the field. That's, that, that is insane. He's awesome. But yeah, yeah, he was a great – that was a great uh, bringing him back. I would have loved um, him to go to Dallas, but I figured Denver wasn't going to let him go. And he seems to really – he's kind of turning into the face of that defense, so I think he really wanted to stay in Denver anyway. Yeah, Von Miller's getting older as well. Um, if, if this team doesn't go quarterback, if my theory is right and Fields, Lance, and Jones are all gone by the time uh, the ninth pick rolls around and they don't trade up, what do you think this team does? I think they go linebacker. Oh, at nine overall, yeah. or just in general? I mean, I would imagine you you'd say trade back, uh, which is yeah. What I would yeah say if you too. could get it, if you could get another first round pick the next year, because you're essentially until you get a quarterback, you are the team without a quarterback. Um, possibly trade for a veteran. It seems like uh, there's a couple still out there that are disgruntled, mm-hmm. and I I still think it'd be really cool if say after this year. There's a team that has maybe already drafted its successor and it's a veteran quarterback, possibly on the way out, like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. And pull like a Tampa Bay Buccaneers move and sign the veteran with a roster that's pretty good. They just are missing that key position. This would be a, a pretty cool team if Aaron Rodgers was there. Didn't you uh, trade Aaron to someone else last week? Yeah, I, I'm just going to keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> it's clickbait baby you know hey listeners Aaron's gone <laughs> yeah and if there's anybody out, out there we know that has ties to the Packers <laughs> yeah. yeah keep us updated that. you know <laughs> go knock on go knock on the GM's door and say I got some ideas I don't know if you've heard about across the middle <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Uh, anything else to cover on the Broncos is Jerry Judy the best rookie receiver? No, not even. Well, will he have Will he have a, a top five career as far as those rookies? No. No? Mm-hmm. No. I rank them Lamb, Jefferson, Higgins, Ayuk, and uh, maybe Judy's the fifth. Claypool? No, God, no. <laughs> My source I'm so says, out on uh, they love Claypool. My source great, good for them. That's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, so I feel like we're at we're at a spot with this team where we're basically saying, good team, get a good quarterback. This team is going to win at least three or four more games than they had the last couple of years. Everyone kind of in agreement with that or no? Yeah, they could, and whatever they fall back to nine, say they stay at nine and the quarterbacks are gone and no one's willing to trade up, they kind of have like a, literally I would just take the best available player because they could use help with linebackers. They could even take offensive line and, Mm -hmm. you know, get ready ready for next year. And, you know, maybe next year they take a running back and get a rookie quarterback. And now you got, you know, weapons like Sutton and uh, Judy and uh, the tight end. I'm drawing on point on his name. No, yeah, 
So, um, yeah, next year you got even more pieces and then you take your rookie quarterback. Cause I, like I said, I think regardless, I think they're still drafting in the top 10 or at least drafting close enough to the front that they can make moves next year where it's not so much of a, you know, there may only be one or two next year instead of four, like everyone's grabbing for this year. All right. Let's talk about the chargers now. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, not didn't definitely didn't take a poop break. all right the chargers uh what's the burning question for him bob um the burning question for the los angeles chargers is does herbert have a sophomore slump with a new head coach oh interesting Uh, let me go first and say no i think he's going to continue what tell tell him who their new head coach is first sorry Oh, Brandon Staley, defensive coordinator from the Rams. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, so first of all, I would I would say that um, Anthony Lynn wasn't great. He was not a good coach. He was a great speaker. Uh, I loved watching him at Hard Knocks, and I felt like this guy was, is really cool. He seems like a player's coach, but I don't think he's good long-term for Herbert. Not that I think Brandon Staley is going to be much better because he's a defensive coordinator, and I think we should discuss um, – what it, when these defense coordinators come from really good teams in, in a little bit later, but Herbert overall, I think um, will continue to get better, um, especially with a better O line that they addressed this off season. Uh, and I think he's the, he's the best rookie quarterback that came out last year and he has potential to be one of the top five quarterbacks in the next decade. So no slump for me. Okay, perfect. Steve, what do you got for us? I'm in agreement with Hoover. I don't think he takes a slump. I think his stats go down, but I don't think that's because he's going to get worse. I think they're just going to try to run the ball more and, you know, start protecting him more. I mean, he almost threw for 600 attempts last year. He didn't even play a full game. I think they just want, they're going to want to run the ball more, be a more well-balanced offense. So even though he's not going to maybe throw for 4,300 yards next year, he might throw for maybe 38, 3,900, you know, Touchdown to interception ratio will be probably the same, but I don't think he gets worse. I think his stats go down, which some people will be like, oh, he, you know, he took a decline. But I think the Chargers are a better team next year, and I think they focus on running the ball more. Hmm. I, I would agree that if he remains as efficient or becomes more efficient, that that's overall a good thing. But he didn't even start like the first two games, was it, or was it just the first one game? I think it was the first game, and then the doctors punctured Tyron yeah. Taylor's lungs. Yeah, Tyron Taylor. Well, yeah. <laughs> you wanted to go play for another team again, right? Yeah, we got your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's going to be playing in two more games because of the change in the schedule. And yeah, then, I, keep, I keep forgetting you, that. You don't think his stats will, if they go get worse in terms of, like, less – yards touchdowns this and that like that's, that's kind of a big deal but i mean i hear what you're saying as long as he remains as efficient yeah i think they i think because what hoover said they're dressed the line in the offseason they they got eckler coming back they drafted justin jackson i think they just want to run the ball a little bit more and take the pressure off him to maybe avoid that sophomore slump he's got weapons at receiving keenan allen and mike williams um so i think like i said i think he he doesn't get worse, but maybe his stats don't get as high because they're not just going to rely on him throwing the ball as much. 
they want to be a more well-rounded team. Yeah, yeah, I could see them running the ball more um, if the if they're you know leading games. I mean, their defense wasn't very good last year, but with the new head coach, that's defensive-minded. You know, maybe score the scores are a little lower, and they can slow the game down running it. Yeah, I, I want to talk about their last two seasons really quickly and then transition to Brandon Staley. So in 2019 on offense, they were 12th. On, on defense, they were 25th. Finished 5, 11, and 1. Uh, in 2020, they were 15th on offense, 20th on defense, and were 7 and 9. And now they have a new head coach, Brandon Staley, who's coming from the Rams as the defensive coordinator. And he, here is my overall opinion of that as is to say that I think it's a bad hire, um, mostly because the Rams have an incredible talent on defense. And I feel like we keep seeing this where overall talent on one side of the ball performs as they should. And then the coordinator for that side of the ball gets hired as a head coach and nothing really comes of it. It's because they don't have the weapons that the Rams have, obviously. Um, this team needs a ton of help on defense, so I'm glad they addressed it by hiring a defensive coach. But I don't think you do it from the best defensive talent team. Like, I just don't think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be bringing a completely different scheme. I think they mm-hmm. run a lot of cover two and zone and rely on their front to get the pressure without blitzing. It's a lot of, you know, reverting back to like the nineties of a bend don't break type of defense, which I'm kind of surprised to see a resurgent resurgence of that style of defense, but I hate that style. It's the worst. (laughs) It's boring to watch the Colts play that similar style where it's a lot of zone, keep them in front, get to the ball, wrap up and tackle. Don't mess up. Let yeah. kick field goals. Yeah. So you, 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 you have no issues with him coming from the Rams. Like you don't think it's, you think it's more, he's probably a good head coach or head coach in general than the Rams were talent wise. No, I, I'm not sure. I mean, he really, he was only the defensive coordinator that one year. I mean, they had a great year on defense, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, they've got the best player in the league defensively one of the best uh, cornerbacks Aaron, Aaron Donald I, I think the best corner mm-hmm. um in Ramsey uh it's great safeties yeah they uh they should have one of the best defenses in the league so I think he did what he should have done I don't, I don't think he necessarily excelled I think he just met the bar because their defense should be the best with the players they have yeah, agreed. Steve, what's your take? Anything to add or not really? It's He only was, the, like Bob said, the defense coordinator there for like, what, one or two seasons? And it was Wade Phillips, I believe, before that. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. – and, you know, personnel moves, like getting Ramsey and all that stuff aren't really defense coordinator. I'm sure they have an input, but it's not really their trigger to pull. So, it's – I mean, who knows who with the hires who's going to be swing or miss – or a hit or miss with some of these hires, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with it. And I think this team is, should be built more around the offense than the defense. Why not hire like Eric Bieniemy though? A guy who's been a, a good de- offensive coordinator, uh, understanding that 
Obviously, the Chiefs are the best offense in football. Agreed. But I think Andy Reid has an incredible system and a great play caller where if I have a young quarterback, I, I want to try to replicate what they are doing. Like Kellen Moore for Dallas would be a fun – like even though I'm not just saying that, just someone like a young, hip, offense-coordinated, offensive-minded person would have been a really cool hire for this team given the youth they have and all that. I don't think bringing in the defense coordinator – when the defense needs to be rebuilt is it's, I mean, we'll, we'll find out, but I think they should have went, like you said, go with someone kind of more young and like a McVeigh or um, Cliff Kingsbury type hire. I think that would have been more fun having, having Justin Herbert. I mean, I I know we're going to get to the chiefs later, so I don't want to spend too much time on them, but Hoover, how, how would you rank the Chiefs in terms of their quarterback and their weapons? I think their quarterback is obviously one, and their weapons probably third. Okay, so yeah, so they offensive should be the best like offensive, 15, best offense in the league. Yeah, just yeah based they have off the best roster. Talent. Yeah, they have the best talent. So then Eric Bieniemy, he's kind of just setting the bar. He's not excelling. He's kind of doing exactly what uh, Brandon Staley did for the Rams. I I understand how it looks. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that was – I actually really – I thought they should have went Brian Dable, the Bills offensive coordinator. That's who I really wanted them to get. Yeah, that's a great call. I think Herbert uh, has a similar play style in terms of what he's able to do with his arm and his legs. Yeah, smart. I just – I that was – that was the one for me. I was like, oh, I can't believe they didn't get Brian Dable. Um, and it and it could have had something to do with the fact that the Bills were still in the playoffs when the hire was like made. So I, I don't know. That shit is so dumb. Like it's the so fact dumb. that why not just wait a week, a two weeks to get the right guy? Why are you rushing to make a decision that is so important to a team that you're going to be holding on to for the next three, four years? Like, I don't understand it ever. And the fact that these teams who are in the playoffs have to stop an interview and then have to go back to game planning, it's just, it's wild timing. Like, it's horrible. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's dumb. And it's the NFL, the system they have as far as the timeline of, like, when Black Monday is and all the coaches get fired and stuff. Yeah. That, that date should be pushed back till after the Super Bowl. So that everyone is on the same timeline. You don't have to wait and ask permission to interview coaches and like, cause they're still in the playoffs and mm-hmm. the coaches that are still in the playoffs don't want to do it sometimes because they don't want to seem distracted quote unquote. But then at the same time, they really want to do it because they're about to get a paycheck if they get hired. Right. Like it's just dumb. It's stupid. NFL. Are you, if you're listening, fix it. I think uh, I do think some of the some coach was really pushing for it because he was upset. It could have been the Bills coach. It could have been the Chiefs. And it was one of those. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about a few players that are interesting on this team. First of all, Mike, Mike Williams, who is such fool's gold to me. I think he's always going to be like this incredible receiver. And then he's always just average. Yet he's making as much money as Keenan Allen is making, which is crazy to think about because Keen Allen's a top 10 receiver. Do you all think like Mike Williams is actually going to have a good season this upcoming season or is he, uh-huh. he is who he is? 
Steve, take it. You're you're passionate about Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams. It's it's a make or break year for him. Um, if make or break. He already not make or paycheck. break. They they paid him. Oh, I didn't know that, Dennis. If you're looking 15, at the sheet in front of you, fifteen million dollars, Stephen. Fifteen and a half. Fifteen point six. He's well, making as much as Keenan. I think he's a highlight reel. I think he makes an incredible catch five times a year. And and then uh, he kind of is like a bear and he hibernates for the rest of the season. He gets hurt a lot too. He's a big guy. I think he's like six, three. He came in, he came in, he's six, four. He came in hurt. Like he got beat up all the time in uh, Clemson, but he's fun. Um, I didn't know he got paid. So that's my lack of a uh, preparation here, but it's really shown its true colors. I, yeah. I would just like to apologize to our listeners. Oh, um, stop it. Between the both of you. <laughs> we, oh, we were trying to get anyone to come on. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That's what we Here. got. We got anybody. We got just some, <laughs> some guy. Yeah, yeah. Bob, what do you think of Mike Williams? Do, do you feel the same where we know who he is? Or is this like his opportunity? I, I think he's there's no way if I'm the GM, I'm paying him that much money. I think yeah. that's a huge mistake. Um, I think he's got talent. Um, he has the, I don't want to say skill set because he hasn't really shown the ability to separate consistently, but mm-hmm. he's, he's a freaky athlete. There's no reason why he shouldn't be, you know, someone like uh, Mike Evans has been so much more productive but uh, as far as like the body the size uh, the ability to win at the catch point he he should be as productive as mike evans and he's not even close yeah speaking i think he's probably getting paid (laughs) just as much oh he is yeah i think he is as well yeah um i was going to transition over to denzel perryman who is another fool's gold player uh, a linebacker who looks good when he's playing every now and then and then he just he's not good or he's not in the game it's one of the weirder things no longer with the team um but denzel perryman oh there was so he much always potential. had high, yeah there's high hopes with him coming out of but he played at miami mm-hmm. and I'm, i know for he was always like an idp like oh take him he'll be a sleeper he's yeah, a tackling yeah. machine and I felt like me and Jimmy always were trying to get him. And then finally, after like the fourth season, I'm like, I don't want this guy anymore. But then I would that then I would see um like every year he's still ranked up there. I'm like, yeah, that's like you said, fool's gold. And he kept yeah. he's been on that he's been on that roster for a while. So now yeah. that they're just finally they're finally just cutting ties with him. It's like, you know what? Whoever his agent is, good for him. Like, hey, this is my year. This, this is it. Oh, uh, I feel like. Uh, his rookie year, Steve's like, oh, I have to have him. He's going to be amazing. Sophomore year, you know what? That that was a fluke. I have to have him. Yeah, you know, junior him. junior year, I'll give him another shot. And then finally, year four, you go, you know what? Yeah, fool, fool me Screw twice. This shame, on, shame on me. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jimmy takes a swing at him. Um, then they lose Hunter Henry yeah. going to the Pats. Uh, I don't think it's a huge loss. They they brought in Jared Cook, um, good good tight end, not great. And then they lose Tyrod Taylor to Houston. So teams losing some some pretty important players, star uh, power. In, well, in terms of like the old Chargers 
yeah. who we knew, um, but they're leaving. Uh, what do you guys think of Justin Herbert? Are you as optimistic as I am, uh, thinking he has potential to be a top eight, five quarterback? I'm, I'm less optimistic than you are. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he did break the uh, rookie, what, uh, touchdown passes record? Yeah, but I he think looked, this last he year. He looked good. He did look some good. Some throws but, that were like, oh, shit. A, a lot of it was was like the stuff that's not as consistent. Like his, he was making incredible throws down the field that those are less consistent, whereas like the stuff that is more predictive game to game, year to year, which is like accuracy in the short to intermediate level and making the right reads, he was kind of just average. I think he actually rated out as the 15th best quarterback. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to be a top five quarterback, you know, for, you know, maybe not obviously this next year. I don't think so, but yeah. he might, he might turn out to be that guy because he had a great year, but I, I don't know. I, I feel I confident that, at least he's the best rookie quarterback that came out. Uh, you know, if Joe Burrow didn't get hurt, it, it may have been close, but I think he had yeah. more a better team than Joe Burrow, but I think he's gonna be good for the next I think I think the Chargers hit on it and they got their quarterback for at least the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If if I was the Chargers, I would be I'd be pumped because you don't have to look for another quarterback. So this team is the 13th pick going in this draft. And um, I think they could do a lot of cool things with it. Uh, I'd like to see them address the linebacker defensive side of the ball. Otherwise, if not, um, taking another receiver despite paying Mike Williams, I think would be interesting to see. Uh, worst case scenario is they take a running back. They don't need one. Austin Eckler is, is damn good. And they took jo- Joshua Kelly last year. But if for some reason, because um, Eckler's a smaller guy, they take like Nai- Najee Harris, I think that would be a stupid thing to do. Uh, what do you guys think with the 13th pick? A running back? Are we even I'm having saying, this conversation right now? I'm saying that'd be that'd dumb. Be so dumb. I could see In it, my though. Opinion. No, I, I think you missed the big one. I think they need still need to go O-line. Still? Yeah, yeah. I, they, oh I think they God. had five needs. They, they needed all five positions, and they, they addressed two of them. Wow. I, I, I would If I were them, I'd take it off at the line like in two, three, four, those rounds. Oh, I think they should take them there, too. <laughs> it's, it's, they haven't had a good O-line for like 15 years. Just keep – yeah. Keep taking them because you need multiple positions. Yeah, true. Steve, O-line, defense, running back. <laughs> after, what, after what you guys are just sitting out here, oh, let's find anybody. Screw you. Kicker. No, I think they need to, yeah. You know, flip the Who's field. The... Get a pot. Get a potter. Yeah. <laughs> flip the field. <laughs> it's never been more uh, important. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think they need to go defense. Best defense position you can get at the time. Well, whoever edge rusher or a linebacker. I really can't. I don't. I honestly can't even name that many people on their defense right now besides Boza. So. I was gonna say, are we gonna skip over the Chargers, Bob, without you mentioning Joey Bosa? I was gonna get there in my sign off. Okay. No, I I uh, I think they're probably gonna have him try to play 
the similar role to Aaron Donald in the defense where he might move all over the defensive line and just try to wreck havoc. I hate that. I don't like that. He's he's pretty awesome. He's awesome, but I don't like him as don't don't bring him inside. Because they're big, moving a three four, a big right? Guy. Uh, I don't. Brandon, I actually don't know. I think Brandon Staley's defense is is three four, uh, which I think is it's like it's like a, a hybrid. Yeah, it's a hybrid where they have like an outside linebacker slash DN that plays yeah. uh, Leo. That's kind of like a you know a undersized speed rusher. It's just, yep. but he rushes every time, so he might as well be at the end. Might as well be, yeah. Might as well be four three. Okay. Anything else on the Chargers? Do they have? Do I, they have any shot at making the playoffs this year? Wild card team? I, I think so. I think they're a very sneaky, sneaky good team, and they could. You heard it here. You know, bold, bold, bold prediction. Uh-huh. They could go after. They could go after Kansas City. No, they can't get the hell out of here. I. I You're not I, invited back. Yeah, uh, uh, this just let's, in. Let's just yeah, let's just let's just talk more about quarterbacks in the top four. I think I think they could I think they could compete if they draft well and they. Kansas City's going to start falling off eventually, but that's not true. I, we'll see. So, hey, Bob, what do you let's think? Save it. Let's save it. Um, you think this is a wild card team? I think I think uh, I think the team should be better uh, next year. They're getting they went, uh, they went 79 last year. They lose a lot Derwin, of games. they're getting Derwin James back. And I think if he can stay healthy, he he might be like one of those guys you go, Oh, I completely forgot about him. And he's the best safety in the league. Like he's kind Did of you a hear about these rumors they might move in the corner. <laughs> that is, Fucking dumb. It's a, it's a smoke screen. Yeah. No, don't do that. Your accuracy. He's the best safety in the league. Increased. He's yeah, he he's gonna be awesome if he can stay healthy. God, this team would look incredible if they got Micah Parsons. Incredible, Joey Bosa, Micah Parsons, Derwin James. I love it. I like that defense. Yeah, I, I still think they should take Christian Darasawa at thirteen offensive okay. tackle. Well, let's see. We might be watching the draft together, so that would be exciting to see what they do. Yeah, I will awesome. say this: the Chargers nope. have been notorious over the last like seven years. They lose a lot uh-huh. of games close, like a lot of games. Yeah, they do. So they're 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 like right there. That I think they draft well. Herbert um, matures. They run the ball more. I think a better running game will keep them out of some of these close games. Yeah, this team does feel snake bitten a little bit. Yeah, what, injuries. Didn't, didn't Lynn have like a? two games in a row where he had like clock management issues that just like blunder of a head coach. Like, yeah. Not, not, a, not ideal. Yeah. That, that might think be a if, game and a half were, right there. Just upgrading that coach. If you were bad at that, you would have somebody to manage it for you. You would think, but what do we know? Let's move on to the Raiders. Just a couple of nobodies. A couple of nobodies. Bob, what's the burning question for the Las Vegas Raiders? The burning question is, can you see a way this team wins a Super Bowl without going through a rebuild? Oh, great question. Steve, I answer the last one first. What do you think? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Next. Take, take your hat <laughs> off. It's rude. No, I don't. I'm not a fan of this roster at all. Yeah. Go ahead. And go ahead, what- uh, Hoover. I think Steven said it all. <laughs> you heard it here first. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to love that grade A content there. Um, I, I think it's one of those weird things where we see like Mike Mayock and John Gruden on TV all these years and like, God, these guys are so smart. Why aren't they running a team? And then they run a team. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they just keep burning money. They keep bringing in all these guys for way more than they, they're worth. And um, it just, man, they're throwing shit at the wall and nothing's hitting, it's, it seems. Making making stupid move after stupid move. Um, in order to completely rebuild, then they'd have to clear all this cap space, trade some of these assets away. Um, and I think that would be their only shot of winning a Super Bowl. I, I don't see it. Uh, with this roster or by the way that they're managing it in the next five years. Bob, do you want to answer your own question? I'll answer my question with another question. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely think I, I, that, I mean, I posed that question cause I was like, I, I don't see how this team gets good enough without rebuilding to even come close to winning a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't even see them mm-hmm. making the playoffs. I mean, Derek Carr is solid at quarterback. Like, he's good enough to to make the playoffs with a good roster. Like, if you put Derek Carr on the Denver Broncos, they, they make the playoffs. Like, Easily. every year he's healthy. Mm-hmm. He, he ranked as the 10th best quarterback. Mm-hmm. He had a great year last year, though, for his career. Uh, but he's too good for them to suck. And this roster's too shitty for them to be good that's a great segue last two years they finished seven and nine eight and eight they're right in the middle worst spot you want to be on offense they were ninth and then 14th not not bad but their defense 31st and 28th and their three highest three of their fifth five highest played players are on the defense side of the ball in Corey littleton and colin farrell well, Which uh, is, Yannick Ngakwe, he was this year. He's new. Right, yeah. He's 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 he, They just signed him this year from the Baltimore. Two years, $26 million. Um, which I, I, I now want to look at the six highest paid to see if he was defense as well. But it's it's crazy how much money they're throwing at the, on the defense side of the ball. It doesn't seem like anything's being fixed. Yeah, uh, Corey Littleton, uh, the linebacker who was previously with the Rams, yeah, he that was his first year last year with the mm-hmm. Raiders, and I, he he was kind of a a prized get in the free agency market last year. He was kind of viewed as the best off ball linebacker. He was a guy that could cover tight ends, you know, occasionally is, show up in he's the slot. So fast, he's and, a fast linebacker too. And it did not show up last year. I don't know if it was scheme or whatever, but he uh, he did not have a great year switching from the Rams to uh, the Raiders. Their six highest paid players, Darren Waller, by the way, oh. which makes sense. Arguably the third best tight end in the league. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's arguably, arguably the third best tight end with like 15 tight ends because like, there's two <laughs> great ones and then a bunch of guys. <laughs> it just falls off. Yeah. 
So before before all of our millions of viewers just start yelling at me, what about you? What about what about? I, there's only there's only a he's in he's in a pack with a bunch of you, uh, your your favorite tight end. Steve, I know you like Kenyon Drake. Why do you think this team brought in Kenyon Drake? Honestly, don't know because I like Josh Jacobs. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe they just want to kind of like a utility knife, a uh, utility knife back that you know is a better pass catcher or you know, a little burst of speed or someone you could throw out in the slot, but really I have no idea. Yeah, it seemed so confusing. It's just like I don't think Josh Jacobs can handle the load, so they're bringing Kenyon Drake, who also can't handle the load. He's Yeah, he's on like his third team in two years. You don't he's know, the, he's don't... the Mike Williams of running backs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, um, what do you think the average salary is for the bat for a backup running back in the league? You just uh, had to guess. I don't have the answer. I'm just two million dollars. Two million? That's yeah, probably more than that. Probably really? seven to seven to five million. All right. So Kenyon Drake got a two year eleven million, five point five a year. That's a backup contract. That's fine. They brought oh, him, no. brought him in to be a backup. No, I, I think I think backups are making way less. I'm gonna look this up really quick. We we can continue. All right, I'll keep I'll keep going. You look it up. Yeah. Um, they have the 17th pick in the draft. Um, they're picking. Uh, the Patriots are 15, and the Cardinals are 16. So they're they're kind of right behind those two guys. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where you go if you're the Raiders to to like turn the corner. And finally, start. I mean, they they were like one of the only teams to play the Chiefs good in the regular season. They beat them once, and then they the second time they actually played them really good. So I mean, they already have that in the bag. But I just, I don't know. This team just seems like a, a mess, specifically on the defensive side. I, I actually loved the Yannick Ngakwe signing. I thought that was one of the best signings of the year because they can't draft worth shit. So. Uh, might as well sign one of the better edge rushers, Steve. Who do you who do you think they should take at seventeen, though? It's just it's that's a terrible spot in the draft. I always I hate when the Cowboys and I believe me, I know that spot being eight and eight as many years as Dallas was drafting in the middle of there. You kind of miss out on the flashy people and kind of like you're not getting the people at the end of the first round. It's just like yeah, you know, we were we we just went to the playoffs. We're drafted in the late twenties. But they could probably go like uh, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State offensive tackle. I know he'll be around then. Or go with, uh, you know, Jalen Phillips out of Miami, edge rusher. It's either defense. They got to go either defensive player or offensive line. It's kind of like just see what happens with trade-ups and everything and best available player at the time. When did uh, the Cowboys take uh, uh, C.D. Lamb last year? It was around 17, wasn't it? I think it was 16. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think this team needs to get a corner or a free safety. Um, Like obviously just address the defense last year, they put a ton of asset assets into the offense. And um, I don't really think it, it worked out. Nelson Aguilar was one of their better receivers and he's gone. Tyrell Williams is gone as well. Um, but I was looking up the running backs, and we're, we're kind of on the same page. If you're 
an above average backup running back. So Jamal Williams, Devontae Booker, uh, Mike Davis, those guys are making about $5 million a year. Other than that, most backup linebackers are making anywhere from a million to three. Okay. Backup, yeah. backup running backs, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, what I say, linebacker? Yeah. You can also you can you can always draft one in the second or third round too. That's you know. Well, the the interesting thing that I was looking at really quickly is uh, the highest paid running backs are all like rookies. That once you get to that tier, they're all making like eight nine million dollars, and they're all rookies. So that's interesting. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's discuss some of these new additions because they did bring on Yankin Gakwe. For two years, twenty-six million. John Brown, and then Solomon Thomas, the former first-round pick from San Francisco, and then Willie Sneed, another receiver. Uh, any of these players standing out as potential uh, franchise franchise players to help turn turn things around on defense or offense? Um, I think the two receivers, John Brown, and then Willie Sneed. I think they're both good signings for the price. John Brown yeah, was like one year, uh, 3.75 mil. And then Willie Sneed was one year, 1.25 mil. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for the price for one year deal, fill the roster, fill up a need. Cause like you mentioned previously, they lost two key wide receivers in free agency. So they're replacing two uh, wide receiver spots in free agency. Uh, that way you weren't kind of, pigeonholed into drafting another wide receiver with your first round draft pick you kind of you have more flexibility so I really like the signings there just to fill up the need um I like I like the Solomon Thomas pick me too or uh free agent signing just because I know he hasn't shown it when he was with San Francisco and but he he was a third overall draft pick like he, he there's still some potential there. I'd love to see somebody try to get out of him. So he, I like he it. Also, he also feels like he has a good floor. Like he's not horrible. He's just like, he's not great. And I think if you're paying someone nearly $4 million a year, it's it's worth the risk. And I like Quentin Jefferson too at defensive tackle. Uh, same same price, one year, $3.75 million. Steve, any of these guys aside from Kenyon Drake, like we talked about? It's just we've talked about it on previous podcasts. A lot of people, it, it, for what they'll get out of them this year, I think it'll be good. Like I said, I, I still don't like this roster, but these guys are all going to play hard. You're going to get your money's worth out of them because then if they do play well, they want to be able to test the market next uh, offseason. I think that's mm-hmm. why a lot of it, and a lot of these guys are veterans like Snead. Uh, you said uh, Thomas Brown, like they want to perform this year thinking next year. So their loyalty is not so much with being a Las Vegas Raider next year, but they are going to get their money out of them this year. If that makes sense. It's a a perfect year. Yeah. Interesting year. Interesting for John Brown and Willie Steed to go to this team. Cause I do think Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards who they drafted last year uh, are, are good players. And I think we'll see more playing time. So Anything else on the Raiders before we make a prediction on where they're going to finish? I'd like to go to a game in the stadium there. I kind of feel bad. They got that brand new stadium in Vegas, and I don't think anyone's been there yet. <laughs> it's just crickets. <laughs> it is. Hey, we built something. Come check it out. 
I don't know if anyone listening of our have been to a game with fake crowd noise, but it is confusing. <laughs> have you? Yeah, well, with the Orange Bowl, they pumped in fake crowd noise, and I'm sitting there like when A and M was like, when North Carolina was scoring, it's like all of a sudden there's like cheering behind me, and I'm around nobody. I'm like, who's cheering? Don't don't cheer that on, and just being <laughs> blasted in your <laughs> yeah, just, just being blasted in your ear. You're just like, stop it, you know, turn off the music. I'm still that talking. Is so strange. I always thought it's they weird. just do the broadcast. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know if the stadiums that were empty, but like I said, the ones that were like half full and stuff, and maybe because it was a mutual site. But yeah, I like this. I think they got a cool stadium though. Yeah, I want to. I actually think of all the new stadiums. I think theirs is my favorite. I love it. Yeah, the Death Star. That's uh, it's pretty badass. I did see it uh, when I was when I was in Vegas a couple years ago. They were building it, and it looked it looked pretty cool. It was like one of the first things you see when you exit the highway going onto the strip. Um, yeah. Bob, what, where do you think this team's going to finish in this in this division, and then potentially uh, in the playoffs? They went eight and eight last year. Let's yeah. Tack on another loss there. We'll go eight and nine. Eight and nine. Uh, so worse um, than, I'll, I'll, worse I'll, than I'll, the Chargers. I don't know if I'd said exactly what my record was going to be for the Chargers, but we, we can talk about that after the Chiefs. I'll, 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 uh, I'll rank them all for you. Okay, please do. Steve? I don't like the roster. I think there's – I think people are going to play hard. I just think – I'm thinking between 6 and 11 and maybe even 5 and 12. That is horrible. I don't, I don't like – I just – I don't think Gruden. I think I think it's going to be looking at moving past Carr next year. Wow. I just it's, you got it's on like that was in Bob's burning question. You know, does this team win a Super Bowl without doing a complete reset? And I think anyone looking at it goes no. So you, you think they're going to keep Mike Mayock and John Gruden longer than they keep Carr? I think when they probably, but I think if one goes what happens the next year, the other will go. Bob, it sounded like you said, I do. Yeah, I think I think Derek Carr will be gone before the a clean sweep. I think old there, Chucky will still be there. There was some... Uh, he had a 10-year 10 10 year contract when he signed it. I know. He still, he still got, what, like seven years left? Maybe six? That didn't age well. I'll tell you what, man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> hey, good for him. Yeah, c- good job, Gruden. Mm-hmm. I miss him on TV, though. Um, I don't. Let's move. Let's move. Oh, wow. Let's move on to the Chiefs. We could do a whole pod on that. What's, yeah. what's, your, what's your burning question? And it's it's one that I, I do think about, actually. Uh, my burning question for the Kansas City Chiefs is, how many more rings, if any, do Andy and Mahomes win together? Together is an interesting, interesting way to put it, um, because I, I, when I think of this, I think of it more like Mahomes than than Reed. Um, but I, I was thinking, I think about this question because I was mostly concerned with Brady's uh, Super Bowl record winning six, and then last year he won his seventh versus this versus the Chiefs, and I was like, okay, so now it's it's clear. Like I don't think Mahomes will ever get to seven. Um, but I do think that there was a legitimate possibility if they won last year that they, he would at least get to five wins. Um, so 
I think what do I think they would do now that they didn't win last year? Uh, I can see them winning four, four Super Bowls together. I think that's uh, the over-under is probably two and a half, but I, w- I would guess it four or five. Steve? I'm going to be crazy and people are going to go, you're crazy, but I think maybe we saw the one and done. I think you're last fucking year was- nuts. Get out of here. Yeah, that is I ridiculous. Think- I think last year in the Super Bowl, I just had this feeling after how south that went with Mahomes running around for his life, the tackles being hurt the game before. They got a lot of old pieces on this team that like, you know, Sammy Watkins, Le'Veon Bell. Um, I just I, – I, I, they're going to be contenders. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win playoff games. I just think we're so we're transitioning from the Patriots dynasty that I just feel like everyone wants another dynasty immediately to fall after and Patrick Mahomes and then do have that the, the ceiling for it. But I think the next couple of years in the NFL, it's just going to be we're going to see maybe over the next seven Super Bowls. So what that'd be 14 possible teams that can play on both sides. I think you're going to see maybe only one or two teams go twice. I think it's going to be a lot of turnover, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of different teams making it to the Super Bowl. I think there's a lot of good teams out there. Does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. Um, Bob, what do you I, think? The, the AFC, hold on. Did the AFC the last, what was it, the 15 years, we either had Brady, Roethlisberger, Manning. I think there was only two Super Bowls that there wasn't one of those three, and it was Joe Flacco and I think – I can't even name the other one. I so I think everyone either. I think everyone's just wanting to be like, who's going to be the next Brady? I just think that's coming to an end. I think we're going to see a lot of different players. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson. You got, uh, you know, could Patrick Mahomes go back? Maybe. Will he win? Who knows? You know. Wow. I, just think, I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. I can see in my mind a scenario where you're both right. Because in – I think Steve's is probably the most that's an eyebrow raiser. I think it's, you go, what? Oh, wow. I can't believe you said that. But I actually think about before Mahomes came in the league, who most people were saying is the most talented quarterback in the league. A lot of people were saying it was Aaron Rodgers as far as talent, not greatest Mm -hmm. of all time, but talent. He only won one. Why didn't he win more? I mean, Mahomes is probably in that same conversation now as Aaron Rodgers was 10 years ago where we're like yeah he's the most talented quarterback in the league he's also the highest paid quarterback in the league right now it's hard to win a Super Bowl when you're the highest played player or highest paid player in the NFL yeah the rest of the roster is going to suffer and he's he's on that contract for like 10 years now actually towards the tail end of those 10 years he probably won't be the highest paid player anymore because the salary cap will go up and it's a domino thing. The next quarterback always wants to, you know, be the highest paid player. But I know you're looking at this cap sheet and going, why isn't he on here? And his cap hit this year is actually less than a million dollars. Yeah, I understand. Isn't that wild? (laughs) But I don't don't think he's, has his gone through yet? Or is it because he's done a restructure? I think he restructured to the cap hit is is, is million dollars it was nine hundred fifty thousand dollars and um it's not showing up as like a cap hit so 
Yeah, I mean, the Saints had the best maybe overall roster in the NFL last year doing the same type of salary cap wizardry. Mm -hmm. so. uh, the the Rodgers comparison is interesting, um, but I think the, the major difference, in my opinion, between the Packers situation and what the Chiefs, I, I think, will do is the Packers have traditionally not really signed anyone in free agency and have just built through the draft and trusted their process. Uh, for whatever reason, they've continued to do things that way the last 20 years. And I think the Chiefs are going to be more willing, and we saw it this offseason, to spend money on holes to continue to, to be good for the next decade rather than extend. So I think, I think this team absolutely will be back in the Super Bowl, if not next year, the year after that. And then if not next year, the year after that, then they'll continue being in, in contention, at least in the AFC championship game, like the Patriots were every year. Uh, I don't even see a, another AFC team that's close to competing with the, with the chiefs next year. The bills, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to say the bills, uh, Ravens. They Tennessee, seem Tennessee Ravens. Um, I, I don't see Tennessee. I think Tennessee. Go, oh, Jacksonville is going to go to the Jacksonville is apparently going to beat them and go into the uh, Super Bowl. So, you know, yeah, depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Well, I'm like, if you think about the quarterback thing, and I know it's the Mahomes, and how many is he going to win? But like you said, with Bob saying, you know, Rodgers only had one, and we were saying that for Rodgers, Drew Brees only has one. There's a lot of quarterbacks that only have one. And, and then there's quarterbacks like Eli Manning that have two. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, but, but most, saying, most of those quarterbacks Wilson. made at least two right. Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not going back to the Super Bowl. You just said, you know, yeah, or at least win, the AFC the Championship. Ring. Yeah, Russell Wilson only has one. And when he won, it was like, oh, Seattle's like, you know, what a steal, though. They'll win the next, you know, five. And, you know, they only won one. I just think – I think it's going to be such a turnover league with the amount of talent that's out there that I think the time of this dynasty with ending with the Pats, it's just it's just going to be high turnover the next five or six years. And at that point, the next Mahomes could be around. Well, it's good for the NFL. I think gets fans more interested when there's a, a, another team who's potentially the best team that year rather than – one team is going to, who continues to be good the whole dec decade. Um, I, I actually, I think the Chiefs will do what the Pats did, but maybe that's just because I'm a little afraid that they might. Um, but one yeah. of the things that I think is interesting is they're paying Frank Clark $25 million, who is by far and away their highest cap hit. And he's not even like close to being their best player, which is just a shame considering how much talent this team has. And they brought in Joe Tooney this offseason, five years, $80 million, who's a guard from the Patriots. As a Pats fan, don't hate that we're losing them. Uh, I don't think you should pay offensive line that much money, personally. Um, Bob, any, anything interesting with this team's cap situation other than what we've discussed? Uh, yeah, Frank Clark getting paid $25.8 million. That's why. Uh, that's 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 him. rough. He shows up in in the playoffs, uh, but not Off the regular sides. season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still, stings. he won us that game. Yeah, he did. He sure did. Um, we we yeah, owe him no. at least sixteen million. Tyron Matthew, he's 
he's making 19.7. He's dynamic. And when you yeah. watch a game, the Chiefs and the Chiefs defense is out there. He's kind of the player you're always like, oh, there he is again. Oh, mm-hmm. Yep, he's he's there again. Yep, Honey Badger showing up. Okay. Him and, and Tyreek Hill seem to just always be on the screen when I'm watching the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Tyron Matthew reminds me of those old free safeties, Bob Sanders, Palomalu, Ed Reed, that are just everywhere. And Palomalu probably is the one for me that I think you're you're spot on. Yeah. Just Rome. Yeah. You're a roamer. We don't really have you in a spot. Use your instincts. And mm. that's how you should use players like him. He's such an instinct guy. I, I love how they use him. If they were to put him in like a traditional cover two, they'd be doing him a disservice. I got a uh... he's, he's been good everywhere he goes, too. It was the same thing in Arizona and um I think he was even did Houston? a stint. He did a stint yeah, in Houston, Houston too. But, why is why do why do players like him get bounced around as as quickly as they do? Teams just trying uh, to use him, or is he bad locker room presence? I don't um, get it. He seems like I a think great player. He was, he was one of those guys uh, coming out of college, out of LSU. He had the talent to be a first round draft pick, but there was some character concerns. I think um, he was on the weed. I, I don't know exactly what it was. I'm not going to speculate either. You're not going to. You're not going to get me to do it, Hoover. Um, How much weed were you smoking last night? (laughs) But I I think he played in Arizona well enough to where he was demanding a huge contract, and with those character concerns still maybe in the back of their mind, they're like, "Eh, "Do we really want to pay him that much?" And then you just say no. You you lose the negotiation. Um. Chiefs aren't like that. That's what I'm saying. This this franchise is a little bit different. They recognize talent and they, and they spend money on it, regardless if it's good or not. Sometimes it's bad, like we see with Frank Clark. Yeah. Also, another bad contract they have is Anthony Hitchens. Oh, terrible! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're already trying to draft his replacement with uh, what is it, William Gray out of a uh, Mississippi State? Will, but he Will, got there. Will, old William Gray. I think you. <laughs> I think you mean Willie Gay Jr. Yeah. William Gray sounds like a gin. Listen, it's it's a podcast. I'm trying not to say gay on here. (laughs) It's it's 2021. You can say gay. I think it's appropriate. Yeah. The fact that you're afraid to say it it is uh, concerning. That's actually a little bit alarming. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to make sure I didn't say it wrong, but... (laughs) Oh, I, I have a uh, random burning question here. Okay. Um, is in in the uh, entertainment world, okay. where do you rank Mahomes, uh, his uh, insurance commercials versus other professional athletes' insurance commercials? Um, I think State Farm does a pretty good job, but I don't think he's a good actor. And this whole thing with the catch-up is... It's just weird. And when you when you size him up with Baker Mayfield, it's not even a close comparison. Yeah. Well, he's on directly with Aaron Rodgers, so compare them. I don't Rogers like I don't like Rodgers is way better. He's better, yeah. Rodgers is better. Um, I don't like seeing athletes in commercials that talk. Don't do that. Just give me hey. like give me Brady hey. and like a Land Rover. Peyton Manning, 
Peyton Manning should have won an Oscar for how good he is in his commercials. How how could you say that? <laughs> he was good at like his great. skits. Yeah. I guess he did his commercials too. He had the Capital One commercials where it's like, you know his all state uh, ones are decent. I tell you what, I, I I could watch him do sell Papa John's all day. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Those were the, some of the worst ones. Him and his him old- and him and the Papa. His older ones were great with the uh, the Capital One cards or whatever. It's like, you know, extra night in Cleveland, $5. And the guy brings him a salad. He's like, don't choke on it. He goes, you're right. I'll just cut it up and make it a fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> or when extra night in San Diego and he waves at the girl with the mug and she goes, take a hike. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to do that. Weather here is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> His old commercials were good. Are, as far great. as current athletes, is Baker the best as yes. far as ability to watch it? Yeah, no, man's all, all, all athletes. Oh, no. Shaq. <laughs> Shaq's the best. He's not a current athlete. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, athletes. I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking. But any commercial Shaq's in phenomenal. But current athletes. <sighs> if, uh... I like Rodgers. I don't mind Rodgers. I'm going to take you back to third grade FCAT uh, prep. Read the question twice. Current athletes. Oh, I was like, did you type oh, something? Uh, yeah, like, what? Did I miss? <laughs> what? And that's why I failed third grade. And that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> oh, man. How do we get back on the rails? Uh, they're losing Sammy it. Watkins. Another, uh-huh. another player with so much hope i don't and, uh, i don't remember him <laughs> even showing up last year like the mike williams of kansas city <laughs> the mike williams for wide receiver mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so, sammy watkins is going to baltimore which not a good fit for receivers going to baltimore you don't want to go there yeah this um, is a receiver graveyard right now yeah, this this team though does need a number two receiver. I mean, they have Kelsey, who is I think turning thirty. If he's thirty one, he's the same age as Gronk. We we discussed this um, for our first divisional pod, and um, I think he he has probably like two good years left. Tight ends just fall off, <clears throat> so that would be concerning to me if I were a Chiefs fan. And I think you have to add another weapon to go with Tyreek as quickly as possible. And I could see them doing that this this uh, draft. So you mean to tell me um, that you don't think... Uh, Michael oh. Hartman? Hartman? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God, gosh, this, I, I had I was so day. ready for that yeah, joke. But, oh, I was so ready, and then I got myself hyped up. Do we want to rework it? Never mind. It? Steve, go. I'll, I'll run it back, and you'll... It'll sound great this next time I take a Wonderful. crack at it. Oh, so you, you, you mispronounce someone's names and we just brush it off? And no, I forgot his okay. name. Oh, well, I haven't done that on here. Um, Kelsey, you said it. Kelsey's getting old. They got rid of Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins has just floated around. I mean, he had like one good game. I think it was the opening week for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that then, was, like, that was yeah, two years ago. Was, yeah, and was like, oh, he's back. That's the Sammy we all drafted. And, like, he did nothing. I think he had three touchdowns in, like, the first half against, like, Jacksonville. Yep, yep. And I think he only had three touchdowns that whole year. And I'm, like, I think I remember watching a playoff game. And like, yep, that's his 
a playoff game. Like, yeah, that's his first catch or touchdown catch since week one. I'm like, wow. But I don't think they'll miss him. I think it's uh, with Mahomes, his ability. I do think Mahomes is a good quarterback. Like, I, the throw, the throw he made in the Super Bowl when he was like diving, falling forward, like leaned yeah. and threw it across his body, and it got to the goal line where, it, like, I don't even think his receivers were thinking the ball was going to get there. After seeing that, I'm kind of a fan of him. Like, he's just really good, and it's kind of impressive what he can do. So I think if they can just get at least one decent other receiver between Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, they're going to be fine. For for me, Mahomes is is the best talent, the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. I, I've I've watched every game of his so far, and he is just unbelievable. He makes so many plays where my jaw just drops, or so yeah, many it, throws where I'm like, how the hell did he get that in there? And he, we, we see these highlights for him, like doing these no look throws and left hand throws and they're, they're fancy. But I think the throws that are most interesting to me is these like over the middle, the linebacker just out of reach right to Kelsey or right into Tyreek, who is, by the way, a small receiver who makes these incredible catches uh, in the middle of the field. And Mahomes is just phenomenal. Well, I think he, he was exposed a lot in the Super Bowl because he was out there running for his life. And I think a lot of teams are going to be pressuring him more. And clearly, if there's any more injuries on that offensive line, we see how bad. It was a hard Super Bowl to watch, like in terms of his performance. It seems well, like he was didn't. keeping them. It, it seems like he was keeping them in the game. But on the other hand, you at no point were you like, he's coming back. This is going to be like last oh, year yeah. when they came back against San Francisco. You were just like, Tampa Bay is having a field day with him. Yeah, I mean they lost they lost their tackles, both tackles. So yeah, that wasn't but that could, ever going to work that could out. Have, yeah, unless they don't replace them or they lose them again or they don't come back healthy. This was another team too. They did win the Super Bowl against San Francisco, but they were always coming back in that. Remember they came back with twenty four points against Houston. Uh, they were even down in, against Tennessee. Eventually, if you're always playing from behind. It's great for like a storied playoff run, but it doesn't add up over the years. And that's a big concern with me with Kansas City. It can happen for one playoff run where it's just like, oh, we, you know, we're, we're not going to lose this game. We're going to come back and win. But it's, if it's every year you're playing from behind, eventually the odds are stacked against you. Yeah. So you mean to tell me you don't think Jason Witten can still get out there and play? Nailed what it. The okay. Hell did... <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> oh. Man, you nailed that. That was good. Yep. Oh, yep. 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 Oh. The listeners are the listeners are gonna know exactly what that was about. Mm-hmm. I'll take my round of applause. <laughs> There's your courtesy laugh, Bob. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. Are those police boats? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's a police officer and a construction worker. <laughs> um let, let's I have that the I have same blouse. <laughs> he looks better on him let's <laughs> let's wrap up the afc west uh, um, with with my last comparison since you guys brought up the patriots this does feel like the afc east of 2010 uh in my opinion <laughs> you have denver who's always in search of a quarterback the Chargers, who have a good quarterback, nothing else. 
the the Raiders, who are poorly run, and then the Chiefs, who just have a good team and will continue to, I think, win the AFC West. Um, so I, if I had to rank them going into next season, I think the Chiefs will finish first. I think the Raiders will finish second, Chargers third, Broncos fourth, just like they did last year. Steve, what's your order? Kansas City, but like I said, there could be injuries and all things. I think the Chargers are easily number two, could potentially knock KC off and be number one. Heard it here. Yeah. And then I think it's uh, Las Vegas and then the Broncos. I would say Kansas City is still my favorite to go. Um, I think with Derek Carr there, a lot of veterans on one-year deals. I'll, I'll have the Raiders finish second. I think Denver will actually finish third and the Chargers will finish last. Wow, you got the Chargers last. But I, I, I still think they're close to, I don't know, uh, six wins and Denver's like seven wins. It's, it's close between them two. And I don't think the Raiders get – I thought they were eight and nine. So uh, FanDuel has the odds and the Chiefs are the heavy favorites at minus 400. Then the Chargers at plus 420. Raiders at plus 1,400, and the Broncos at plus 1,800. So, Steve, you nailed it. Hey. Take your victory lap before the season starts, please. Yeah, everyone, everyone, go. You got you got $500 burning a hole in your pocket. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. Those, um, right. Those, those floors in Vegas don't pay for themselves, all those this, fountains in the lobby. This was our, our last uh, divisional breakdown. We'll, we'll have to do uh, after the draft um, where we see the teams stacking up once we see them kind of, the rosters fill out a little more. Mm-hmm. You mean like all the teams do like a – Yeah, rank? yeah. One of the later pods. This was I our like last that. one. So next week we'll, uh, we'll get you something uh, a little different. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm going uh, I'm, to – I'm looking forward to the change is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be nice to talk about other things besides these divisions, but this was a lot of fun to go through each one. Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, I think our bet, best days are ahead of us. <laughs> so stay with us. That's right. Yeah. If anyone else wants to volunteer, <laughs> don't don't touch that dial. <laughs> don't he, don't don't hesitate. All right, I can guys. Find something to do on my Sundays. Anything else before we uh, sign off? Um, uh, no, this has been fun. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for coming another, on, Steve. Another good night. Yep. Thanks for coming. I said, on, Steve. anybody listening, you know, feel feel free to take my spot. <laughs> we are fielding calls. Yeah. <laughs> and taking questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna sign us off. It's been a another great episode, and we'll see you next week. All see right. ya. See ya. Boop.